0: Well good morning. What's
1: up? Good
0: Monday morning. Hi Leah. How you doing? I'm
1: doing good.
0: How are you? I'm fine. I just got back from a week of vacation.
1: Nice. So, Me too. Good. Not a whole week. But you were on vacation? Yeah for like a long weekend celebrating um, my anniversary.
0: Nice. Yeah. How many anniversaries is this? Four. Four years. Well happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. To you and to Zave and uh. Mm. That's awesome. Anything special that you did?
1: We went to Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh. So we were the Biltmore of, Estate. Yeah, the Biltmore. It was so cool. We went zip lining. Wow. We had. We did all kinds of stuff. It was fun. It does sound,
0: that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's Monday. It's a week before youth camp.
1: <laughs> One week. One week before, One week so
0: we're full speed ahead towards youth camp and excited about it. And also this week, the deadline for the Philly Dream Center aim yeah. trip is coming up and so uh, of course camp sold out a couple weeks ago and so mm-hmm. if you weren't able to get in take a look at the aim Center aim trip to the Philly Dream yeah. Center uh, it's going to be an amazing trip <laughs> a good experience and of course Absolutely. online camp also mm-hmm. and so we got two youth camps happening next week mm-hmm. traditional in-person camp and online camp but today for Monday motivation we want to continue our series. So we've been talking and working through the book Growing Young,
1: uh,
0: which is a fantastic book uh, about churches, research around churches that are growing young and Mm -hmm. uh, that are skewing younger. And we talked about 10 myths of successful youth ministry. We talked about unlocking keychain leadership. We talked about empathizing with today's young people. And uh, today we want to talk about one of the key, one of the six key things that churches that are growing young are doing is they're taking Jesus' message seriously,
1: yeah. which
0: is, I don't know, what do you think of when you think of taking <laughs> Jesus' message seriously, what do you think of?
1: Um, Just not like going through the motions of life and just living out day to day like just like a a good person would, but yeah. really paying attention to what. Uh, Jesus talks about in scripture and what what we can read about um, in the word of God.
0: Right, and so there's this sense, right, that um, every church, every ministry is taking Jesus seriously to some extent, right? Because... Yeah. We're having church and we're having youth ministry, Mm -hmm. but there are some really key delineators uh, to this, you know. Uh, But what they found is, you know, like young people, for example, they surveyed over 535 young people Mm -hmm. from 300 and some churches. And about 70% of those young people, uh, when they talked about the gospel or when they talked about Christianity, they talked about Jesus. Yeah. And that's so important. He's the cornerstone of our faith. Absolutely, Jesus. Uh, they write, uh, Jesus didn't. Jesus, who did not condemn, but who set free. Uh, he, you know, I didn't come to condemn the world. Uh, Jesus, uh, it says in John uh, chapter three, He did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Jesus who invited followers into life with discipleship that required sacrifice, the Jesus who embodied the fullness of God's unconditional love and unending grace. And so what you see, like when, it's, when we talk about taking the message of Jesus seriously, uh, it sounds kind of basic to Christianity, yeah. but we have found that a lot of youth ministries miss it. Hmm. in the hustle the bustle the busyness of activities and there's something i think far more deceptive when we talk about um keying in on jesus as the key message and the thing that's deceptive is when it comes to teenagers there's a bottom line uh, that has to be met of where what we're talking about meets their life
1: yeah
0: and what when when, when we talk about jesus and we talk about salvation, when we talk about God, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, where it meets their life typically, where they find that it meets their life is in behavior. Hmm. And so a lot of churches, a lot of youth ministries will focus on behavior, behavior modification, good behavior versus bad behavior. What talking about good behaviors versus bad behaviors are, is not necessarily the same thing as talking about Jesus. And so that's a key difference. And so uh, churches that are talking about Jesus taking the message of Jesus seriously, the good news of Jesus permeates everything that they do. It animates all their commitments. Remember Colossians 1.17, Jesus is before all things. In all things, in him, all things are held together. And Jesus is found throughout the teachings and things. And so one of the enemies of taking uh, the message of Jesus seriously is what's called moralistic, therapeutic Deism, yeah. So let's say that. Let's say that together. <laughs> Moralistic, Moralistic, therapeutic, therapeutic deism. deism. What do you think of when you hear that phrase?
1: Um, man, I've never, I've never heard that phrase used before um, in my life. But um, I, I just think about there are people in the world that aren't Christians that follow good morals. That's right. Um, that. Are just not necessarily like biblical values, but um, like good versus evil, right versus wrong, that, yeah. that
0: sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's right. And so, uh, good kind of becomes God.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, we worship good, and that's a that's a challenging thing because good can mean anything in any culture, depending yeah. on what the culture wants it to mean. That's true. Uh, the term moralistic therapeutic deism it, it it comes from the National Study of Youth and Religion, which took place. I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, they studied the religious lives of American teenagers and they found that most people, most teenagers subscribe to what's called moralistic therapeuticism. It's moralistic, meaning that religious young people equate faith with being a good moral person. Hmm. Generally, that just means being nice. Yeah. It's therapeutic because being nice makes me feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. So not only is my faith mostly wrapped up in being nice, but it also is mostly... Self-serving, it makes me feel good about myself. And deistic, uh, you understand maybe the term deism, deistic, God exists, but he's not heavily involved in human affairs. Hmm. And this is, I think, would be an accurate statement about what most people, young people, would believe about God. Hey, God's good. He wants us to be good. He blesses us. He wants us to be blessed. Uh, These kinds of things. What's missing in this puzzle is sin, sin. Salvation, Jesus, Mm -hmm. his life, his resurrection, his sacrifice, uh, having a sacrificial spirituality, the Holy Spirit, things like that. And so um, if you ever find yourself a youth pastor, youth leader, talking about following Jesus in terms of behaviors, um, do you look at this online? Do you listen to this? Do you go here? Do you go there? You've already started to shift away from... Jesus centered message into moralistic therapeutic deism. Hmm. And it's not that behavior is not important. Yeah. Of course they are. But obedience and behavior uh, that reflects godly character is a reaction uh, to accepting Jesus' invitation to grace. Yeah. It's not what saves us. And so. Yeah. It's really easy to get those things mixed up. And so uh, the authors here talk about uh, two big, uh, three big shifts that you can make in your teaching to take the message of Jesus seriously. Shift number one, talk less about abstract beliefs and more about Jesus. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we're coming into a political season. People are going to be talking about what they believe. Yeah. We believe in life. We believe in choice. You know, uh, of course, I think most most people in our audience would say they're pro-life. They believe in life, but that's not what makes you a Christian.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So talking more about Jesus instead of abstract beliefs, uh, instead of simply agreeing with abstract truths, young people are drawn to the person and work of Jesus. Shift number two, less tied to formulas and more focused on a redemptive narrative. What does that mean? Well, what formula would we be tied to? How about the formula for salvation? Pray this Mm -hmm. prayer and you will have Jesus in your heart and you will go to heaven when you die. That is the formula. Uh, Pray it like this, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of the formula. Well, redemptive narrative, what does that mean? Narrative is story. Redemptive, We know what that is. So focusing more on the story of Jesus. Yeah. Focusing more on the story of who Jesus is and focusing more on the story of how he intersects our life. Hmm. So um, can you remember the last uh, sermon that you heard?
1: Um, what
0: the points the- <laughs> were? Where the message came from?
1: Um, I'm trying to it's think. It's okay if you don't. I'm, I'm. I struggle when I'm put on the spot. <laughs> oh,
0: no, well, well, can you remember the last great story you heard?
1: Um. I guess. Yeah. I. I mean. I watched. Um. A movie. Movies are normally easier to sure. remember because they're. It's story-based. a story. It's yeah. a
0: story-based thing, and that's kind yeah. of what this gets at. You know, focusing yeah. more on the story of Jesus. Uh, rather than insist that the good news is about specific words or linear steps to obtain salvation, young people use storied language to describe God's work in the world. This is directly from the book. Shift number three, talking less about heaven later and more about life here and now. And I see this as being related to the formula thing. Uh, in other words, salvation has to mean more to young people than just going to heaven when you die. Yeah. It also has to have an impact on the now. Yeah. It has to have an impact on what we do now. And I would encourage you to get into the book. I don't want to spend like a ton. We can't really spend a ton of time, but this is a super rich chapter uh, in the book, Growing Young. And we encourage you to check it out. Um, Shift number one, talking more about Jesus, less about abstract beliefs. Um, If you ask your students what it means to be a follower of Jesus or when you ask them to talk about the gospel, will they talk about Jesus uh, will they use words like salvation, Son of God, restoration, liberating, freeing, making new, or will they say, "Well, it means you are a good person. You listen to your parents, yeah. and all that's important."
1: What you do, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Is it is it what you do or is it who Jesus is, right? Yeah. And those things are obviously connected. But if they're just talking about good behavior, then they're not it's talking enough about yeah. Jesus. Yeah, missing the point. That's great. And shift number two, less tied to formulas and more focused on the redemptive narrative. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Narrative teaching is when you use story to teach. And like you said, you could remember <laughs> the last movie you saw, the last great story you heard. Yeah. You know, so can I. I watched a movie called Bridge of Spies. It's an, um, I don't know how old it is. A couple years old. Tom Hanks movie about um, a spy exchange that was conducted by an insurance lawyer in yeah. the height of the Cold War. Fascinating story, and uh, I can remember that. But you know, people remember story. Yeah. The scriptures, the Bible, is. Filled with amazing stories.
1: That's how Jesus taught.
0: It's how Jesus <laughs> taught. That's right. Yeah. And so telling the story of scripture. Uh, where does different parts of scripture relate in the big story of God. Yeah. In the redemptive narrative. And uh, so focusing on the story. God's story means we get to greater meaning. And when you have a redemptive focus that's told through narrative through story. The focus is less on me. Like mm-hmm. a me-centered gospel is what you get a lot of time when it becomes about behavior, behavior, behavior.
1: Yeah, it's focusing on yourself so much.
0: So focused on yourself, and that is the opposite of who Jesus is Yeah, and what he came to do.
1: Yeah, everything points back to the Father.
0: That's yeah. right. And so uh, you get less of a me-centered gospel, more focus on worship with others, communal groups, Bible studies, serving and sacrificing others. That's why I love things like uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow is unconventional give day. Yeah. So important that we challenge this generation to give, For and sure. especially in the midst of challenging times. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sacrificial love is a key uh To becoming like Jesus, and uh, we're never more like Jesus than when we're giving. Yeah. Than when we are. That's when we become like the one who came to give everything on the cross for us. Shift three: less about heaven later, more about life here and now. Salvation has to mean more to young people today than just uh, fire insurance, is what they say, right? Yeah. Insurance from hell.
1: They have their whole lives ahead of them. Yeah. So why would they? listen to the gospel now rather than wait till they live their whole life. Right. And then they're like, oh well now I need to think about when I die. <laughs>
0: right, right. And so and I think so much of life is live instantaneously today. Yeah. <laughs> in the here and now. Right. So many things are just they're instant on the phone now. And life uh, after death is so far away. It's mm-hmm. not that it's not important. It's not that Jesus didn't necessarily uh, talk about those things at all, but it is a little bit about, you know, what does salvation, what does faith in Jesus have to do with the here and now? Mm-hmm. And so there's a great saying which is uh, following Jesus is not just about being saved from, but it's also about being saved for. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are being saved from something later, but you are being saved for a purpose now. Yeah. Right? And uh, so that's really good. And that's really the kind of faith young people are drawn to are attracted to. Yeah. I want to, that's something I'm attracted to. Yeah. And I'm not that young. Right? <laughs> But I want to know that there's purpose. Yeah, in yeah, what we're that's. Doing.
1: I feel like that's like a huge thing that young people are searching for. What's my purpose in life? What am I here for?
0: Absolutely. So let's wrap it up. Uh, points of action. These are recommended by the authors here. Points of action. Uh, powerful uh, recommendations. We're just going to hit these as bullet points. We're not going to really go into them. But re- I really recommend you read the book. Elevate faith beyond elementary schools for morals. Mm-hmm. So this has to be about more than just being nice. Teach creeds over formulas. Remember we talked about the formula, uh, prayer of salvation formula. Teach the creed. In the early church, they would just repeat creeds over and over again. Yeah. Today we do the same thing, but you would probably recognize a lot of that as worship songs. Yeah. But we just need to get in the habit of saying this. There is a song actually called the creed. Yeah. <laughs> which is reflective of the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, We believe in God the Father. We believe in Christ the Son. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple different verses uh, in there, but that's a direct reflection of what's called the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to teach that. It helps students know what they believe. Uh, yeah. Tie each part of Scripture into the grand narrative of God. Ground, moral obedience in the invitation of grace. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what we talked about. That good behavior or moral obedience is our response to yeah. entering into God's grace. Yeah. Um, it's not what saves us, it's it's our it's loving what reaction. Comes out it's what comes us, out.
1: Yeah, when yeah. we believe.
0: Ask your young people what they believe. Model sharing mm. the gospel without judgment. In other words, Do evangelism that's relational and let people talk and have their opinions. Don't try to correct. Let the Holy Spirit do the convicting of people. So share the gospel without judgment. Allow salvation to look more like a journey. Share testimonies frequently. Let your students share testimonies frequently. Lean into the potential of rituals. Now, we're not ritualistic. We tend not to be ritualistic in the Assemblies of God. But for thousands of years, the church leaned into rituals. Here's some great rituals that we can and should be doing. Communion. Uh, baptism in water, uh, yeah. prayer at the altar, uh, even mm-hmm. saying things like the Apostles' Creed and repeating those. I've been going and uh, checking out a church, and every Sunday they give a statement about their Bible, and they ask people to hold up their Bible, and they say, you know, this is my Bible. I can do what it says, and they say all these things. That's a ritual. Mm. Lean into those things. They're powerful. Yeah. Uh, embrace young people's doubts about faith. Uh, if you don't have doubts, yeah. you probably don't have faith.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> if
0: you don't need faith to get there, uh, yeah. Well, then you just have fact. You yeah. don't have faith. Yeah, uh, see, faithing or living life—a life of faith—and churching, going to church as work we all do, not just something for students, something for you, something for me, something we're all on a journey on together. So, uh, great book again. Check it out. Growing young, super sound principles for youth ministry on uh, on the deeper side of things, and we want all of you to grow and be a part of that. And speaking of growing, we got some people growing, growing. older. <laughs>
1: Another year older. Another
0: year older. <laughs> so happy anniversary.
1: Oh, thank you. Another year you. of marriage. Yeah. But
0: happy birthday Yeah. to John Van Houten, Mill City Assembly of God.
1: Yeah, happy birthday to Melody Hubbard.
0: Yeah, super awesome week to have a birthday. <laughs> so it's week of 4th of July this Saturday. Yeah,
1: it's fun. So
0: happy birthday to our country.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: camp sold out. Camp is sold out. Digital camp, check it out. Still available. You get almost every part of camp, mm-hmm. and then but you get to be together just with your group. So it's a fantastic deal. Yeah, be sure to check it out. Aim dates are coming up. August fourth, through eighth. Payment deadline July first. That is Wednesday. Yeah, and unconventional give day is tomorrow. And uh, you are a part of this unconventional generation. It's up to you to lead this unconventional offering, so we can reach the globe and unconventional. Ways, and we're really trying to point the giving for unconventional Give Day towards the Philly Dream Center yeah. vehicle project. But uh, Pendel Youth slash Give, Pendel Youth slash Give is where you can go to participate and model unconventional Give Day. So Leah, thanks. Yeah. Hope you have a great week.
1: Yeah, you too.
0: Hope everybody out there has a great week. Would you pray for us and Absolutely. close us out?
1: Yeah. Father God, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, Lord. I pray that you would continue to speak to us through your word, Lord, and continue to guide us um, as we uh, attempt to lead this younger generation, Lord. I pray that we would just be reminded of who you are, God, and who you were on this earth, Lord, um, and just... I pray that you would help us to be sacrificial givers like you are, Lord, so that we can become more like you. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would keep us all safe and healthy, Lord, and just continue to walk with us. In your name, amen.
0: Amen.